Hey guys, welcome back to JJ Live. I'm Kyla Keller. And I'm Hallie DeWitt. And today we have a very special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Mrs. Lucky, the school social worker here at the high school. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on today. So today's topic is going to be about social media and how it can be very impactful, specifically for the younger generation. Um, So first we have a question for Miss Lucky, and that's how do you think social media is affecting Gen Alpha? And to clarify, Gen Alpha is (laughs) the generation um, below Gen Z um, who has been growing up more with social media. Yeah, so I think a better question might be, how are they not going to be impacted? Um, so I actually looked up what age range Gen Alpha was. So yeah. I was like, am I correct in what mm-hmm. I'm thinking? Some of them aren't even born yet, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's through the end of 2024. So I think um, there will definitely be implications that we can't even guess about yet. But um, I think that social media has impacted them already in the sense that some of them are older and using social media Um I just did like a quick search of things um, that I, and I wasn't even aware of some of mm-hmm. this. So it was, it was interesting. Um, it was talking, I found an article talking about the impact of social media or social environment, not even traditional yeah. social media. So um, things I probably wouldn't even think of as yeah. a social platform like gaming. Oh, yeah. Um, and how um, one study said that about half of kids, eight to 11, are talking to friends online already. Mm-hmm. Um, and about a quarter of kids um, in that age range have friends that they've never met in person that are only exactly. online friends. Right. Um, Which and, seems dangerous yeah, to some degree. Definitely. Yeah, sure. And I'm sure that kids your age, there's some of that, right? Right. There are yeah, of course. Online platforms and, yeah. Um, friends that are digital, right? That mm-hmm. live across the country, or we don't know. Right. Really right. Um, but I think that's going to be more. Um, prevalent mm-hmm. as time goes on. Um, another thing I hadn't really thought about is people my age, so parents who are maybe Gen Z, millennials, um, are having kids who are Gen Alpha mm-hmm. whose entire lives will have been broadcast online mm-hmm. by the time they start using social media. Yeah. yeah. And that's an, an interesting way to think about impact as well. Yeah. I know, um, like anytime I'm on TikTok, it's like this new thing where people, specifically Gen Z, are getting really mad at Gen Alpha um, because they're raiding Sephora's and buying a bunch of like junk elephant products and Glow Recipe. And it's just, um, first of all, they don't need to be using that because of the amount of chemicals in it. Um, but it's because like of all the content that they see being produced online at such a young age that I think they feel the need to grow up a lot faster to be similar or feel relevant when you know when me and Hallie were growing up it was like yeah. strawberry shortcake and Disney princesses yeah, but definitely not whereas, makeup right like I didn't get my first phone until I was you know 13 I know that's still changing a lot now but you know it's kind of balancing like what's healthy and what's not is really important yeah, yeah absolutely I think that um the kind of influencer culture or mm-hmm. professionalized content has yeah. really impacted marketing. Yeah. So when I was looking up Gen Alpha just for broad information, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many articles <laughs> I saw about marketing to Gen Alpha. So yeah. It's interesting in the fact that um, I think in the past we've thought about marketing to consumers, right? Not mm-hmm. consumers, yeah. children who are not even in high school yet. Right. And so, but there were so many like, here's 10 things you need to know about yeah. marketing to these children, yeah. um, which is very interesting. And then they're also using their parents' money yes. to buy yeah. that, yes. but not their own money because yeah. they're not working. So that's another yeah. aspect. Yeah. So we're not marketing to their parents, the consumer. Right. We're marketing to them because so much of exactly. the, what they consume yeah. is on social media. Yeah. yeah. 
So another question we have is, what are the positive and negatives of social media? So I think there are so many positives, right? And even, I'm a little older than you guys, obviously. Mm-hmm. So um, even when social media started to become prevalent, um, there were a lot of, hi- of highlighted positives. So um, interaction with peers that you might lose track of. Um, people were, even older than me, were finding like high school classmates and like knowing what they had done with mm-hmm. their lives. And we can stay connected in that way. Um, when parents are deployed, you can stay connected in a way that you never were able to before. Um, so I think at first it seemed very positive and, mm-hmm. yeah. um, we don't seem to think about the negatives until they're here, right? That's right. just that's yeah. how we work. So, um, there are also a lot of negatives, right? So right. being in constant connection doesn't mean you have depth of connection, right? right. That's very true. So you guys are constantly <laughs> plugged in, yeah. but how deep are those connections? Right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. very true. And how can everyone take measures to be careful online? And that kind of goes with the negatives because there's a lot of dangerous people online, despite positives, but you definitely always have to be careful and make sure you're not talking to the not good people. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's really easy to take what you see online at face value. And so being safe means kind of having that checks and balances in place. So Mm -hmm. um, if you are chatting with someone and you are not in a position where they're like showing you their face. Mm-hmm. If um, details just seem off, if you if you have any gut instinct that says, oh, "I wonder if that's real," it's probably not, right? And so um, there are actually some courses out now that you can take about internet safety. Our domestic violence shelter also mm-hmm. offers one. It's it's about healthy relationships, but there's a technology component for that exact reason because it's so common. Um, a lot of times it's very easy to lie online, right? Mm-hmm. And you can say that you are whoever you want to say you are. And so just making sure that you are checking in with yourself. Does this seem legitimate? Do I have any um, proof that this person is who they say they are? And then even further from that, even if you think that they are, um, certain details about yourself you shouldn't reveal online. So mm-hmm. um, we tend to... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> people tend to... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like even your age, like you shouldn't... It just depends. Age, full name, what school you go to. Um, yeah, a lot of things are accessible via Google search. So, for example, um, if you're on an athletic team, you can probably search the name of a team. So even if you find the rosters and yes. address and it's just like spirals. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And then I think another thing that is <clears throat> relatively new that I wasn't really aware of until this year um, is online sextortion. So I went to an assembly um, in a neighboring school district, and it talked about um, a student who was taken advantage of and ended up taking his own life as a result of um, actually a group of individuals um, who were investigated by the FBI because it's a whole organized crime situation. Um, and so he thought that this was a girl in his general area. They started asking for inappropriate photos, um, screen recorded a video that he wasn't aware were being screen recorded. So making safe choices, even if you think the person is who they say that they are, yeah. um, and then being aware that that there are, it's organized crime. There's no way that you are going to outsmart them unless you just disengage, right? So, um, yeah, there's a lot of negatives. Yeah. And things to be aware of. Yeah. So our last question is, do you think parents should manage how long their kids are online? I think the short answer is yes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I honestly think that more important than how long is monitoring what is going Mm -hmm. on online. Um, I think I saw something that the average uh, eight to 12 year old spends like four and a half hours online a day. That's a lot. Yeah. Right. Um, taking into account that they're also in school, 
Um, that's a lot of time online. Um, so yeah, I think that monitoring what they're doing is almost more important. Are they, yeah. are they engaging with people on the internet that they don't know? Are they, um, engaging in content that's above their age level? So that's how you have 10 year olds wanting right. to support, right? Maybe yeah. they are, um, consuming content that is not maybe meant for their right. for our yeah. audience or, or we don't want it to be right. We don't want it to be targeted at them. Even if consumer, even if consumer media, um, even if they're being targeted by that, I should say, parents don't necessarily want them to be. So, right. Um, yeah. Keeping track of what they're doing and how they're consuming that content. Um, I don't think we're yeah. at a place where it's going to change um, significantly. Um, I saw a lot of things talking about how this is the first digitally native generation and how one thing that they're being impacted by is they are using multiple screens at a time. So they're even mm-hmm. having trouble mm-hmm. focusing yeah. on a single screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so again, just paying attention to what they're doing, right. um, more so than how much time they're doing it or, or equal to how much time they're doing. Yeah. Like in my opinion, if you trust your child enough and you think that they're at the right age to be able to have social media, I think they should be respecting their privacy as well, while still being careful of what they're on. Um, you know, if they're old enough to have a phone, that means I feel like you should trust them enough to be responsible on it and make sure um, you help them be aware of what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. And I think there's no guidebook on that, right? Parents mm-hmm. have to make individual decisions on when their kids are old enough yeah. and what that means, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that parents may not think when you're old enough to have a phone to call me after right. practice, maybe um, they're not thinking about, is that also old enough to right. be online um, a lot of social media too, mm-hmm. right? And the conversations and the understanding that has to come mm-hmm. along with that. Um, it's, it's new, right? It's not something that parents were set up to know how to do. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a problem their parents had. To right. Solve, Cause like, it's evolving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's evolving so quickly. Um, so yeah, I think it's, that's a hard thing for parents to figure out where that balance and what that age is. And a lot of times kids are on social media before they have their own phones. If they have, mm-hmm. you know, iPads, <laughs> yeah, um, they are online, even just on YouTube, they're mm-hmm. online and consuming content as toddlers, you yeah. know? So um, then obviously you're wanting to keep a close eye on what they're doing um, when they're in those younger right. grade level and below, actually. Yeah. I think another thing that maybe we didn't cover mm-hmm. um, is the impact of social media on mental health. Yes, that's oh, yes, also definitely. huge, regardless of <laughs> age. You know, that's still a huge problem. Yeah, um, what we know is that mental health... Um, Really, and it's it's um, experts don't agree on what the one cause is, mm-hmm. right? Um, so post COVID, we know that there has been right. an increase in diagnoses of mental health concerns, emergency room visits mm-hmm. for mental health, um, and that's even increased um, for kids five to eleven. Instances in the ER has increased, and so looking at what parents can do on that social media end to uh, hopefully positively impact their mental health. Um, it's certainly a hot topic of conversation within the mental health world um, that we are seeing those rises in diagnoses and ER visits. Um, and there's a large population of researchers who would suggest that social media plays a huge role in that. So, absolutely, definitely, yeah. especially I think after COVID, it changed a lot. You know, I think there was a lot of evolution, not just like in uh, pop culture, even, but just like how technology has evolved, you know, Mm -hmm. and especially like, I feel like it's not just social media, 
um, like even just like Grubhub, you know, like ordering food online and having it delivered to you. It's like everything is becoming so much more convenient. Um, Even like Amazon, you can have it in one day and like, well, that's convenient. How healthy is that? You know, that you can just have something with a push of a button on your phone. Right. I think that goes back to kind of that depth of connection or frequency of connection, right? If you can order Grubhub and never speak to a person in a right. restaurant, yeah. um, maybe that's not setting you up with the kind of social skills yeah. that you want me to have. Um, and so when you think about anxiety, a lot of people who experience anxiety mm-hmm. have trouble yeah. making phone calls, ordering their food, yeah. and, like talking to other individuals who they don't know. It's nerve wracking. It's anxiety inducing. So um, I think having all those alternatives seems great in the moment, but really reinforces that cycle of anxiety yeah. um, for people. So most definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think for me personally, I'll be going through TikTok as a Gen Z mm-hmm. and um, I see lots of people my age seeming like they at least want to make a difference in that because like I said, like we grew up not as millennial technology, but a lot less than what current little kids have. And um, we're not going to have our kids, you know, like mm-hmm. at the table with an iPad, like, like as Gen Z, we want to interact with our kids, you know, because I feel like we tend to see the danger in that as well. Um, So that's all very interesting. Yeah. Dynamics. What is it? They're going to be Gen Beta. Yeah. Your kids, right? Yeah. (laughs) So um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see that shift and how drastically that will look for um, siblings. You know, people Mm -hmm. could be raising Gen Alpha kids now and some Gen Beta kids in a few years. So it'll be interesting to see the cultural differences and and maybe we will get back to some some better yeah yeah so i have never really thought of the fact that yeah these kids some of their whole lives have been broadcasted online Mm -hmm. oh gosh take into account like influencer families yeah yeah literally make a living from broadcasting yeah it's crazy yeah i was at sephora with my friend and we were just like you know like like 16 i feel like that's like normal age for getting for like skincare and we were there and there was this mom with two little kids she was like maybe six mm-hmm. and her other was probably nine and they're like mommy i want little recipe and, and i was like i know there. i was like you're tiny it's like this never occurred to me thank you so much miss lucky um for coming on the podcast and this is a very interesting subject that i'm glad we got to talk about definitely learn more information about it yeah and definitely make sure that you're being safe online we wish you all the best (laughs) all right bye. bye